for joining us today. Welcome to the Chai Academy. I am Rabbi Sachs, Yaakov Sachs. Um, if you have uh, static or your computer is uh, slowing down or it freezes, it will only be for a minute or so. And then, please God, everything should, should straighten up. Just a little quirk in our system. Um, so, we're in the middle of this course, Jewish Ethics and Beliefs, and um, yesterday we had a fascinating class on cruelty to animals, um, which was um, a very eye-opening class, it was for me as well, to be honest, and, um, and today's class is completely different, completely different, and once again, each class is self-contained. So, today's class is honoring one's parents. Shalom Aileen. Honoring one's parents. So the the um it's it's actually surprising that it's a biblical command. Because you would think you would think it comes as a natural, you know, a, a natural thing. Your parents are God honor your parents, you know. And um but the Torah says clearly not once but twice, it talks about honor one's parents, and other places it talks about hitting parents, cursing parents, etc. And um, that's because I think the Torah recognizes the the fragility and the frailty of the human mind, and how um, the good is interred with the bones, and people do not honor, respect parents. The uh, we'll talk about it later, but the Torah doesn't mention love at all, right? Nothing. No love, just honor. Another place is is awe. So anyway, you would think that it's it's um, conventional wisdom, and um, that that we that we honor our parents. They are, after all, our parents took care of us, changed our diapers, and reared us, and dragged us up for some. Um, and for the most part, we're here and we're alive and well because of them. Everybody has neurosis, so it's it's uh, every Jewish person has neurosis, so it's it's uh, you can't use that as an argument for why we shouldn't honor our parents. The um, now it what's so so why does the Torah mention it? Why does the Torah mention it if it if it is if it is it makes it makes sense logically? The Torah is is while the Torah is commonsensical, but well, why mention it as an additional? It's one of the one two of the six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs. So I'll tell you something interesting. In um, it's not always common sense because um, even even religiously, I mean, you know, not that I'm a connoisseur, but there is a line in the New Testament that um, it talks about uh, somebody wants to go to. Um, requesting permission to go home and bury his father and he was told to stay and let the bury let the dead bury the dead now if that's not alienating what is so um so 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 you know so now we know christianity is all about the family embracing the family etc but it's interesting it's its origins were not necessarily based on this story and there's a couple of other instances instances where it's mentioned but um, it it it's and by the way, cultures are not necessarily respectful of parents either. Um, while while we know um, Nazism was very pro 
family. The communists were very pro-family. They also inculcated the children to rat on their parents, right? To, 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 to let the government know when a parent is out of line, when a parent is taking a different political view. And in fact, in Russia, the, the equivalent to what we have called the Boy Scouts, you actually had to take an oath in order to say that you will put Mother Russia in, in, in front of your family. It was, it, it was part, part and parcel of the, of the oath. Now, um, cults, right? They all tell you don't go near your parents, right? Stay away from your parents. Your parents are, are evil. So I guess the Torah had to say it that no matter what, no matter how you feel, you're in a cult, you're not in a cult. You're in Russia, you're not in Russia. You know, you're, you're in Nazi Germany, you're not Nazi Germany. You gotta honor, respect your parents. Perhaps that's the why, because there are cultures alive um, maybe not well, that, that, um, that insist that they come first and your parents become second. And I will tell you, there's, um, there was a case, a very, very famous case in, in communist Russia where this Jewish, not Jewish, this Boy Scout, in Russian Boy Scout, you know, he took the oath and, um, and he informed on his father. He informed what was his father's uh, sin against the the, um, the the communist government was that his father had hidden extra bags of rice. So he let them know that even though there was a certain, everybody had to have a certain amount, you couldn't have this, couldn't have that, that his father defied a law, probably for the kid's benefit, by the way, uh, defied a law just to, to survive. I, 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 soon and um, and he told told the government that his father um, violated the law his father was taken arrested and executed I mean insane we're talking about insane I mean you know this is this is this this was communism they thought nothing about killing people so this guy had a couple of extra bags of Uncle Ben's um, you're a dead man now this this kid his name was Pavlik. Um, the statues I, I saw a statue of him in Russia. That's how I know about this. Um, so when I was when I was in Russia, so there's a, there's this kid Pavlik, right? And I forget his last name. Maroza, Maroz, Maroza, some Maroza, something like that. So this Pavlik tattletailed on his father, and he was his father was executed. His father's brother was so angry at Pavlik. For, 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 for this, this, this heinous crime of getting his father executed because his father had a couple bags of rice that the uncle, his father's brother, killed Pavlik. And because the uncle killed Pavlik, um, there are statues of Pavlik as an honor that he stood up and did the right thing by informing on his parents and he died a martyr. You and I, you and I, I think, I think anybody watching this particular class would say, well, that's insane. But, you know, the Torah is, is above and beyond cultures. The Torah is, is nuances. You know, communists come and go. The Romans come and go. The Greeks come and go. The, the um, you know, uh, anything and everything, right? The, the, the uh, Spanish, 
the great Spanish monarchy came and went. United Kingdom, my goodness, they ruled most of the world. Alexander the Great, Napoleon, and they all come and came and went. The Torah is not fickle in that way. The Torah is a steadiness, completely steady. It doesn't change at all, no matter which culture you live in. So if you live in a culture of honoring and respecting your, your parents and fearing or, or, or being all of one's parents um, or not, it doesn't matter. So this is possibly, it's a, it's, 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 a, it's a theory of mine as to why the Torah does mention it. Because the Torah knows that, that we're going to live in bizarre times at times. And, and therefore, we have to do what's right regardless. And if God would just suggest it or remain silent, then we'd have no direction. But So therefore, God puts it in black and white, so to speak, and is part of and parcel of what ethics, Jewish ethics, stands for. Honoring one's parents. Um, now, Judaism, everybody knows, it's a very family-oriented, yes, we fight. Um, but, but, um, but we're a very family, and we think of the times we get together, etc. And by the way, we're the butt of jokes, you know, about the, 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 uh, the, the three Jewish women in, sitting on a bench in Boca. And one says, you know, my, my, uh, my son is amazing. My son, he, he just, uh, he, 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 for my birthday, he, he got me a limousine and a driver and wherever I want to go. And, and, and he got this for indefinite amount of time. Incredible expense. So the next woman says, well, you know, I, he got me, my son, my Jewish son, got me a, a, um, a chef to live in my house. And at my whim, so if yours cost you know, 50,000, um, mine cost 100,000. So, uh, you know, my son is definitely, definitely better. The next woman says, that's nothing, nothing, nothing at all. He goes, she goes, my son, he found the most expensive therapist in Manhattan. $2,000 an hour. And my son goes twice a week for two hours. And who does my son talk about? Me. So that's you know that's a butt of jokes of, of uh, you know Jewish neurosis, but um, but yeah we're in, in in Judaism we're 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 um, we're a tight bunch we 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 have a family dynamic. Now are there exceptions to the rule? Of course. Are the families that dysfunctional? Of course. Um, but we're not talking about exceptions, right? Now uh, it's interesting to note that as Jews we view fellow Jews as family as well, and um, and maybe that's why we fight. Maybe we fight because, you know, there are squabbles in, in, in families and the Jewish family is no different. Um, so so we're, we're, we're family. We place a lot of emphasis on the family. Family comes first. Um, and, and, and by the way, that's a Jewish concept as well, that family comes first. And, and many of us make that mistake, myself included. You know, when you're young and, and uh, have a new family, but you're trying to make ends meet and new living, your family doesn't always come first, and that does not make it right. Um, so one has to always remember at all times that family does come first. Now, in, in, um, in, in one place, in the 
Decalogue in the Ten Commandments, number five, it talks about Kabet Esabicho Vesimecha. Honor your father and your mother. In Leviticus, in another verse, it talks about that, that your father, your mother and your father you shall fear and you should keep my Sabbath. So it talks about honor, it talks about fearing. We, we, we prefer to use the word awe than, you know, um, sh you know, shake in front of our parents. And, um, but it doesn't use love. No love. Not one place does it say love your parents. Honor, yes, respect is honor. Um, awe, fear, but not love. And, um, you know, I, I know there's a famous singer that says, uh, you know, what's love got to do with it? That you would think you would have to love. So I think there's a couple of answers. One is that the Torah can't command an emotion. It's not easy for the Torah to command an emotion. And especially when you have this intimate connection with your parents, a lifelong connection, there's, there's, um, you, you cannot command love. When you have a, 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 an, a, an intimate connection for years and years and years, you cannot command an emotion. You can command do the right thing. You can command say the right thing. You can demand that, but you can't demand love, right? Um, and and um, it, it, it is, it is it's just not, it, and, and the Torah recognizes it. You can't, you cannot demand love. Um, and by the way, not every time can you love your parents, right? If a parent, um, you know, I, I've been asked, what about an abusive parent, right? If you have an, do you have to, what's, what's, what's your obligation to an abusive parent? Um, your, your parent was abusive growing up. Do you have to honor them? We know we don't have to love them. Made that clear. Do you have to honor? Um, do you have to respect, etc.? And the answer is that you you um, the answer is that we have we have to um, do what we can to to honor our parents. So in the case of an abusive person. Call your parent once a week or once every two weeks. Have a very short conversation, and um, and realize that your parent is probably ill. And you don't have to fraternize because your parent is ill. Um, but you do have to honor and respect it. If that means making a phone call, you make a phone call. Um, but you definitely don't have to put yourself in the position. Of, of, of being abused again. That you don't have to do. You never have to do that. So, you know, birthday, send a birthday card. That's respect, right? Um, special occasion or whatever. You know, you could, you could send them a, a bottle of wine once in a while, but you, know, you don't have to, you, you don't have to fraternize, especially if they're triggering, and especially if they're still abusive. You just don't have to. It's not, you're not obligated to. The question that just popped up, aren't we commanded happiness on Purim? Yeah, and, and um, so that's a, that's a rabbinical command. And, and, the, and the rabbis talk about it and they say that, yeah, if you need to, um, you read the, the, the Megillah in order to make you happy. And uh, some people actually say a l'chaim, they say have a little bit of schnapps, a little bit of, um, 
very very often they serve uh, scotch on that day to, to because to to reduce your inhibitions etc and maybe you know make not so miserable so yeah you you're commanded to be happy on Purim you're commanded to be happy on Sukkot that's biblical so yeah here the Torah commands an emotion but the happiness entails that you take off work the happiness entails that you sit in the Sukkot and you have a delicious meal um, should you try and work on your happiness we should all try and work on our happiness at all times you know I know this fellow that works on his happiness by by uh, by taking MDMA he says that the molly that he takes increases his happiness now obviously that's that's anathema to to uh, Judaism because it's anathema to law but here this fellow is in pursuit of happiness um, I, well, are we commanded to be joyous on Shabbat I guess we are but you're commanded to 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 eat a delicious meal on Shabbat commanded to rest from mundanity on Shabbat happiness per se I don't know if you violate Shabbat if you're not feeling it um, so what what um, so what what entails what entails honor how do you honor practically how does one how does one honor their parents so I think Code of Jewish law, it talks about it. It talks about it at great length, and says that you're not allowed to sit. A child, um, a child is not allowed to sit in the designated parent's seat, whether it's at the kitchen, the living room, the dining room, the bedroom. If that is designated for your parent, you're not allowed to sit in their chair. You know, it's interesting, I'm, I've done a lot wrong, but my kids, whenever they want to sit in a chair that usually, I usually sit in it, they ask me, Ta, do you mind if I uh, sit? Um, so, so, you know, that's, and that's what I think, that's what it says, that if you're gonna sit, you should ask. Um, you, um, so that's honor, honor, is that you, you, you don't sit in their seat, you recognize that, that, that it's not, and too many, by the way, this is fundamental. I believe this is fundamental. A parent-child relationship is not a parallel relationship. They're not your friend. It can be friendly, but they're not your friend. It's a serial relationship. Parents are on top, children are at the bottom. And any parent, and I see this, and it's really any parent that basically takes their cue from their child instead of the other way around, is destined to have a hard time, destined to have a hard life. You know, I see too many parents trying to be friends with their children, and it's not the case because if you do that, your child cannot honor you as a parent. The child will skip with you as a friend. The child will laugh with you and and go to um, you know watch a movie with you or go to, uh, to you know go into the uh, whirlpool together with you in your backyard. But they but but so one has to be careful. So honor you honor your parents and you recognize you recognize that they are your parent. So recognition is huge in this because they're not your equal. 
and 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 uh, now it's true when when they when they they get older and and the senility sets in etc it's very difficult and by the way this is one of the hardest mitzvahs to 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 honor and respect one's parents because sometimes you know you 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 first parents live we all live longer now um and it's not easy it's not easy um honor would also be siding with a parent so if you're if you're if your parent your mother or father has a factory and and uh, the employees put a big rat outside the factory and they pick it outside you're forbidden whether you agree with the it doesn't matter whether you agree with the with the um, them them picketing or not whether you you understand what they want you're not allowed to pick it biblically you're not allowed to you're not allowed to that your parent is arguing with somebody you cannot take their side you're not allowed to you have to be quiet if you disagree with your parent you have to say it quietly and and in fact the Talmud tells us how to disagree it says father doesn't the Talmud teach this and this like in a question doesn't the Torah say this and this as opposed to saying you know you're dead wrong man you you um you, you know you you're off base because it says in the Torah and you're just wrong that this that's not honorable so there's there's even ways to to have a disagreement with 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 one's parents um the the code of Jewish law talks about are you allowed to um, see one's parents naked, right? Are you allowed to, you know, go into a um, a, a pool or a, you know a, a you know, uh, it's, is it is that becoming? Is that is that is that right? You know, if you can, um, you know, go into a whirlpool or you're going to, I don't know, a nudist beach. I have no idea. Um, are, are you are you allowed to? And and. To, Many commentaries say you're not allowed to see your parents naked. You're not allowed to see your 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 teachers naked, because once again, it's not a parallel relationship. That also is a serial relationship. So um, so respect, once again, is is not right. Is uh, um, absolutely of course that that's how you honor them by by making sure they're buried properly. And, and and by the way, because of this honor, if you if one's parents say I want to, I have it in my will to get cremated, you're allowed to defy their last will and testament. You're allowed to, not only you're allowed to, you're encouraged to because it's not honorable to be cremated. It's it's the wrong thing, and therefore you're allowed to defy it. And I tell people all the time, don't listen. Don't listen. Just don't 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 cremate them. Don't listen. Don't worry about it. where they are now. They understand, but do not listen to them. Um, so yeah, so you can't side with someone else in an argument, and you have to try and um, and 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 if they do something wrong, try and correct them. But almost like you know, in a, in a third person, doesn't the Torah say as opposed to you should know about etc. Also honor that would probably be more respect. Honor would be. You have to you have to feed them, you have to clothe them, you have to make sure they have proper care. Um, you have to um, if they need to get to the doctor and they can't do it, you have to make sure that you arrange for them to get there. 
all this is honor. You have to return their phone calls. You have to um, visit them once in a while. You have to um, be there for them. And you're not allowed to shirk your, your responsibility as a child. And this is true, as we said earlier, this even if somebody shirks their responsibility as, as a parent, you still have to be mindful that you are biblically obligated to honor and respect your parents. Once again, unless they're dangerous, unless they're abusive. Um, and, and you can put, and it's okay to put safeguards in measure. I know, for example, this family, um, they, they were, this person was not brought up um, observant and um, became observant and he had a ch he had children and visiting his grandparents and his grandparents were talking about what are you learning in school so they said we're talking all about creation in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the grandparents said creationism is malarkey we believe in Darwinism evolution there's no such thing as God. There's no such thing as creation. Come on, it's childish. And um, what the child, what the what the child, in other words, the, the the father of these kids that the parents were talking to, is saying, "Mom and Dad, you cannot talk to my kids religion. I'm sorry, but it 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 is you know I'm bringing them up in a certain way, and um, and please, I'm asking you, you know, talk about sports, talk about you know." anything talk about you know bird watching um or or you know what's the best way to crack a nut but do not talk to them about religion and you can put in that safeguard you can put in that safeguard and the person did um and and the parents had to had to abide um so yeah it gets it gets tricky and <laughs> years ago years ago we had this um where I live, I live in Dix Hills, and there were a number of children who grew up and they became more observant than their parents. And all of a sudden I find myself with about 15 families who have a, an, an observant ch child, sibling, etc. And they, they're all having a hard time with it. So I made a support group and to tackle hard questions. The kids were not there, the observant ones were not there, it was just for the parents. And, um, and we discussed, we discussed that, you know, what, where the, sometimes when they become observant, the, ch the ch child can go all the way to the right, become extreme, and I would let the parents know where the child is right according to Jewish law, and where the child is completely off base, and where the child can make an effort more than is doing so. So, for example, one, one child said, I can never, ever, ever come to you for a meal because you're not kosher. That's not true. You can figure it out. We can work on it. You can come to them for a meal. We can, we can figure it out. And, and the child, if you want to be, do the respectful and honorable thing, then you need to work it out. Absolutely need to work it out. You can't just say, I can no longer come to you. Right, and 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 if you have to visit them, you know, if it's uh, a special day and it's a Shabbat, where and they don't live near a synagogue, except don't go to synagogue that Shabbat. Once every three years, you don't go to synagogue. See, so you don't figure it out. 
right? It's, it's, it's do the respectful thing. Use your common sense, right? And don't, don't use religion as a, as a division between you and your family members. On the contrary, use it to inspire and make your loved ones thankful that you have found a certain happiness and peace. But don't make it miserable experience. So this is sort of what I was I was trying to do, and with some modicum of success, but not totally. And you know, there's a saying in Yiddish, a cop You cannot you cannot give somebody brains. They don't have brains, they don't have brains. If they don't have common sense, they don't have common sense. So you can talk to these parents, talk to these children, and, and the children don't get it, or the parents don't get it. What could you do? So they're going to have a miserable existence. But if you, if, if your goal, if your eye, keep your eye on the prize, and, and, and your ultimate goal is to have a relationship, you can figure this out. You don't even need me to do it. You can bounce things off me, but you don't need me to do it. And the onus is on the child. Because the child, once again, is a lower on the food chain than the parent regardless of their huge undertaking of observance and the brilliance and, and the most beautiful lifestyle, they're still lower than the parents. And they still have certain obligation to the parents. And uh, therefore, the onus is on the child, children, to, to, to make this work. Um, so we, we um, I guess this is it for now. We reached a half hour mark. But uh, tomorrow we'll talk about what happens if there's a, you know, a fundamental disagreements, fundamental disagreements with, with the parents. So we'll talk about that. Um, we'll talk about um, our spouses vis-a-vis -vis our parents. Um, it should be, and the next class we have will be about that. If you have any questions like you did today, you can ask it here, or you can contact me, rabbi, at thechaicenter.com. Please feel free to go to the um, uh, Chai Academy. The best way to do it is thechaicenter.com forward slash academy um, or YouTube or Spotify. Eileen, if you give me an address in Williamsburg, I will give you, uh, you know, I will, I will give you a, cl a synagogue close by. Uh, it's probably North 6th or North 4th, I imagine your son is. Um, all right, be well and God bless. Thank you once again for tuning in. Please, please feel free to share this video. I think it's, uh, it's an important one, parent and children relationship. Be well.